Hello everyone and welcome back to Infinity and Beyond Episode 4, our Halloween special. Today on the show we skip news in honor of our longer main segment. In our main segment, I have a few friends on to discuss all things Halloween, from our favorite movies and traditions, to events and more, and the inaugural segment of what I'm going to call The Beyond One. I made this show to take a focus on Disney, but it's called Infinity and Beyond. The Beyond One is what I included to stretch outside of our average conversation to talk about movies, TV, and theme parks outside of the Disney bubble, or every now and then something completely unrelated at all. To wrap up this special edition of Infinity and Beyond, we will have a brand new Disney theory, diverging for a moment off of our series explaining gods and Disney lore to something a little more appropriate for the spooky season. So come with us as we go where very few have gone before. To infinity and... Boo! <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to the show. Halloween, in my opinion, is the official beginning of the holiday season and in honor of that, this episode of the show is dedicated to all things that go bump in the night. So today I decided to have a couple friends on to discuss everything from our favorite scary movies, to personal traditions, and inevitably more. So for today's main segment, I would like to welcome to the show, Shay Tucker and Lexi Armstrong. Hi, how are you guys? Good. Good. <laughs> I always laugh every time I say, how are you guys? And people That's respond. we're all too know. awkward. We're all too awkward. Every single time I do that, I laugh. But you all did it in unison, all creepy. So it's just funny. Yeah, we're not even <laughs> attempting to do that. Um, when I have new people on the show, I like to play a little get to know you game. So one at a time, starting with Shay, I would like to know what's your favorite movie in general? What's your favorite Disney movie? your favorite theme park you visited and as well as your favorite attraction at said theme park. So what's your favorite movie in general, Shay? Um, let me think here. I know my favorite Disney movie is definitely either like high school musical or yeah, I think it's just high school musical and, um, regular movie. um, probably, probably purple hearts on Netflix. I knew That's you'd really say that. One. I knew you'd say that. The one that you thought was a horse movie <laughs> that was not. For those that don't know what she's talking about, she <laughs> told me about that movie once, and I said I kept I kept saying it was a horse movie. It was not a horse movie. <laughs> it was you know, not. Purple Hearts was a horse he got movie. So annoying. Yes, he funny. did. It was so funny. I know, because I genuinely thought that I knew it wasn't, but I just didn't want to take the time to dig into my memory banks and find out what it actually was. Oh, um. But, uh, so your favorite movie in general and favorite Disney movie, and what's your favorite theme park that you say you visited before? It doesn't have to be a Disney theme park. No, it's definitely Disney. Um, I love Disney World. That's like one of my favorite places ever. Out of the four, out of the four Orlando parks, what would you say is your favorite? Definitely, I think definitely Magic Kingdom. Was your favorite ride or show or something that you saw there that you really liked? Mm. 
I don't, I honestly don't know. I haven't been since like 2018, so I've kind of forgotten. Um, I definitely liked Thunder Mountain. I think that one was a lot of fun. Oh, that one holds a special place in my heart. Very good answer. And I also, the shows, there were so many good shows. I, I've always really liked the Indiana Jones one. That one's always been really cool to me. How are like you making, balls. you're literally like, it's like you're attempting to make me happy with like your answers. the ball like, starts rolling. And yes. I saw this thing the other day. And apparently, like, last week, a guy that was doing it, the actor, like, actually got crushed by the ball. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh. Okay. Surprised Lexi isn't over there like a sleigh. <laughs> did he die? Did he die? <laughs> did he die? No, but he like she starts li- like, she starts morbidly laughing and, and like, she says, "Did he die?" Because he like got crushed and then he like fell under the stage and I was like, "Oh my god, so cool!" At a show to see that, like, did actually and be like, "They're such good actors," and like he actually died. I'd <laughs> be terrible. Oh my I'm god. Sorry. Okay, I'm getting very off. We haven't even yes. really started. And it's already gone off the rails. Um, but Lexi, what would you say is your favorite movie in general? Just all around. Um, favorite movie is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. If you ever watch it, you'll understand. It's just very funny. Okay. Favorite well, Disney movie is Cruella. That, that is a so good, good choice. I've never heard that, but it is a very good movie. I um, love that movie. Yeah. Um. What was the? Oh, the next question was... Uh, like theme park, right? Your favorite theme park you've been to. It doesn't have Universal. to be Disney if you want. Universal. Universal. Um, BTS is opening a theme park, and that will be my favorite when it opens. That's a that's actually a thing. Yeah, because BTS that's is over. That's out of topic. They're over. It's done. I'm actually gonna cry. Anyway, <laughs> off topic. But Universal, I like Universal. Okay. Lexi is a um huge fan of K-pop, and she goes on side tangents a lot. So she, for future times she, that she's on the show, and right now, that is just inf- good information. I it again. But at Universal, <laughs> what is what was your favorite attraction there? I've only been there once, but I did very, very, very much enjoy it. Motorcycle Adventure was my favorite. Oh, how are both of you attempting to cater to me with your like with your ride answers? You're like, these are my favorites. Like, so we're just gonna say what Jax's favorites are because we have good taste. Because you have good taste. Wow. Because my opinion is the only one that matters. Apparently, (laughs) I mean, no, but oh my god. Um. Okay, but now on to what I'm really having you all on the show for, which is to talk about. Um, all things Halloween and scary and spooky and also oh, just Lord. fun stuff that you do um, during this part of the holidays. Um, but starting off with the Shay, starting off with just on a kind mm-hmm. of a light note, what's your favorite like family traditions or stuff that you that your family mm-hmm. does around fall time? If there isn't mm-hmm. anything, that's fine. But I was just wondering. No, I I remember you asking this question. Uh, I love fall. It's like my favorite time ever. Um, we like going to the pumpkin hatch. hatch pumpkin hatch and pumpkin patch yeah oh my gosh i can't talk today thank you you keep saying pumpkin, pumpkin hatch. hatch i was trying to think of the right word i cannot i can't i can't talk um we like doing that uh i usually go to a few halloween parties um i just know i really like halloween i don't like the like creepy part of it but i just really like the idea of dressing up and hanging out with your friends we have done halloween parties we, we go pick pumpkins we go all kinds of places um i've done a haunted house thing before 
Um, I think it was one in landfall. Um, one of the uh, someone set up like this big fancy bougie one, and I Is did that it. What did they set up a boo a big fancy what one? I did not understand. Bougie haunted house. Bougie one. It sounded like you said Boon Hay one. I was like, no. what does that mean? No, but and it was absolutely terrifying, and I cried after that. So I don't like the creepy stuff. I don't. I can't. I've tried so hard, but I don't do that. So it's just like what it's just a creepy bougie landfall haunted house. Um, for those of you that don't know, landfall is a um neighborhood where the prominent majority of the people that live there are quite wealthy individuals. Chad Michael Murray. Chad Michael Murray has a house there. Basically, let me just describe it to you. There are hot tubs and pools on the roof. I have never seen that. I really want to see that now that she's mentioned it. But yeah, uh-huh. that's crazy. This time I just got it. But but yeah, how about you, Lexi? Is there any um special things that your family does around this time of year? Um, I just watch scary movies every night. I do that not on Halloween, so honestly, that's just my everyday life. But. I I get an excuse in October <laughs> to wear like and to like watch things that I normally would anyway. <laughs> she said, but I get my... and to wear. Uh, but I'm, well, I'm just not yeah. gonna finish that statement. <laughs> no, I I have a lot of like October clothes. Not really. They're not really October clothes. They're just like skulls and skeletons and They're bats just and... like. Skull. <laughs> And and yeah, I get to wear them in October. So basically, I just whatever I want that I usually do just in October. Okay, uh, <laughs> I do that so much on the show. For those of y'all that listen have listened to my previous episodes, when I have people on, I always do this thing where I go like, okay, after they say something, just in the most awkward, just like monotone voice I possibly can, and then don't think about it until after I said it. And then I'm like, well, there's nothing I can do about that. Um, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so now that we've gotten past sort of get to know you game and fun traditions and stuff, I was wondering, since this is a primarily themed entertainment and film focused sort of podcast, what are your favorite um movies, whether those be just I mean, horror movies or specifically Halloween movies? for around this time of year like everything from great pumpkin charlie brown to a quiet place mm-hmm. everything on that spectrum i really don't care um but starting off with shay because i feel like she's gonna give us okay. some of the more um well, tame answers i wouldn't just that. Like, i just don't i don't no like no, no i totally understand i am just now getting into some of the more creepy stuff and there's still a lot of it that i could not miss an hour sleep at night missing out I get I try so hard. Okay, um for me I really like Halloween Town. Like I love that. That's so cute. It's one of my favorites. Like the Disney Halloween Town movies. Yeah. Those are really I good. And I had really... you on our Disney DCOMs episode, which you originally were gonna be on, but then it just fell through. So uh-huh. yeah. but we'll have you back um, and talk about Disney Channel another time. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, so Halloween movies are really good. I also loved the first Hocus Pocus. That's one of my favorites. Not the second. We don't talk okay. about that one. We don't talk about so the second here's movie. The Did thing. you watch I, the second, Lexi? Yes. I we'll talk about this later. The second one. 
I started the second one and I let's just say like I, the very the first one was a lot more calm but I think since it's 20 years later and things have progressed with this demonic stuff it's gone and a lot worse and it was not like it was creepy and it was wait are you talking about the second one I had a completely terrible I had a completely opposite stance on that completely opposite stance that's crazy are you sure we're talking about the same movie right now? No, they made what it so you... much more childish in the second so one. So much than more in the childish one. in the second one. In the first one, they're all like sucking the souls and the lives of the little children. You know, like they say. The fr- and then in this one, if you're gonna talk one... about like if you're gonna talk about like more sort of hellish sort of um interpretation of magic, then go to the first one. Like it's not I I don't yeah. know. I feel like since it's more present, it felt more I don't know, more like they were more with in touch with the demons and stuff. But I only got about 30 minutes in. And I was like, I don't like this. They didn't even and mention I, the demons in the second movie. It's very childish I, but in the then, second one. But then I don't know because I've had too many different opinions on it. But I did look up reviews and it, everyone was saying how demonic and satanic it was. So um, I was well, there is an entire audience of Karens that will be angry at absolutely anything. So, have they even watched the first one? <laughs> yeah, first which they probably gave bad. the same reviews on the first one, and then went and watched like literally. Like, there are some people that could watch literally. I saw a TikTok of a mom crying, and I don't know if it was satire <laughs> or not, but she's like, "Keep your kids away from Hocus Pocus too. It's corrupting their souls." <laughs> like she legit was crying, and she's like, "I'm coming to all the mama bears out there. Keep this away from your children." <laughs> it's not that oh deep, I swear. God. Well, oh that's crazy. I mean, literally, <laughs> I bet there is. Like an audience out there that would literally go online and write terrible, horrendous half star reviews about like stuff like the color purple or Avengers Endgame or stuff that's yeah. won like numerous awards. So and stuff like I guess that. that's not my best opinion on it since I did not finish the movie. No, but like that's what I'm, I'm saying. saying it's how, not it's not read. good by any means. Like, like I guess Lexi didn't either. We did not like that movie, but it was very much, in our opinion, much more tame. And I can I know the part that you're speaking of. And I thought it was justified simply at the beginning because I thought that, well, I'm going to stop speaking cryptically. And there were a lot of breaks of the original storyline in Hocus Pocus 2, like multiple, um, partially because, and one of the biggest ones was that it is explicitly said in the first movie that the devil gave the Sanderson sisters their book. That's what I said, too. They and then it. in the beginning of this one, they're like, so there's some random witch played by some lady from Ted Lasso who's going to give them the book. And then nobody's exactly. going to question it except never- me. Are you no- serious? Yes. What? It's the devil that gave them the book. And then Hocus Pocus 2, they're like, oh, my gosh, this random witch lady is going to give them the book. And they're going to bring up this whole new idea of the idea that, like, outside of Salem is, like, witch charging port <laughs> i don't know and then so never weird. mention it again and then this. she's like the, the the magic of your sisterhood i'm like girl this is the not a disney channel original sister. movie <laughs> like it felt well, like a disney I channel original movie that and then get my honest opinion on that because see in this time like either all movies are going to be way more intense and like too much cultural stuff is going to be put into it that doesn't need to be seen or heard 
And then there's some that make it look so innocent. That way it's parents aren't freaking out and like charging and all that fun stuff. Yeah, but yet there's also, there's two extremes, in, in my opinion at least. And they're very, very similar extremes, which is crazy. But when it comes to the average, like, uh, the suburban critic, um, you have the Karens that we talked about a minute ago. And then you also have the people that are going to, quote unquote, review stuff like, I don't know, old Disney movies, and they will find any way to make it weird or inappropriate or strange. They'll like, they'll make up whole things about how like Sesame Street is about, (laughs) it's like murder or something. Like genuinely, this sounds ridiculous. Wally is about cannibalism. Yes, but there are people out there who would do that. And most no, it is. It's actually this. I watched videos. Okay, so apparently Lexi is part of this crazy review audience. (laughs) Watch them all the time. Lexi's not about cannibalism. Not Lexi. (laughs) Lexi is not about cannibalism. That's a statement. Um, Wally is not about cannibalism. Um, That is what? Okay, we're very off topic now. But what what are you trying (laughs) to say, Shay? Um, but like even like I feel like Disney is trying to like kind of, like be more cultural. So like I was very disappointed with the Lightyear movie. That was something that was not I was not happy with. Yeah, um, I don't know. There are some things where Disney is a business. So even if the entire world can't be unified on a subject, regardless of whether it's um, an opinion yeah. that's accepted or not. Disney as has to appeal to hundreds of people. So, like, no matter how much Disney would like you to think, there's no business out there that can hold themselves to a to really to a moral standard. They a business is created to make money. So Disney, yeah. I don't care if you're Disney or Apple or some distributing center in China. I really don't care. <laughs> They're all the same what? in the fact that they can't hold themselves to a moral standard. They have to be doing what will make the money. So the most confusing thing about Lightyear is the fact that his like friend, I forgot her name, is pregnant. I was like, wait, <laughs> how? See, because <laughs> that's getting like. But when you how think about that? that, like, no, it's it's it's, it's it. I let's okay. Mm, how about we move on? <laughs> no, 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 I was, so I was not trying to get on that topic, but I was saying, no, like, no, I understand, but I just think we really way should too move innocent on. Or like but anyways, okay, when it comes to on. Hocus Pocus 2, it's time to go on a little Jack's tangent because I do that oh, no. on my podcast. But I'm going to talk about the ways that I found where they directly negated the plot of the original film multiple times. Um... But in Hocus Pocus 2, the probably arguably the biggest thing was that it is said, legend has it, that the devil gave the Sanderson sisters their book. And then that's like a thing. But then it's just like some random witch who gave them their book, who the sad thing was one of the best people, that one of the best actors or actresses in the entire film was this lady that negated the plot of the original film. She was one of the best people in it, which is just not okay. Um... <laughs> When it comes to, they went, this is not a really a neg- negating the original plot, but it's just weird. They shoehorned this Gilbert character in. So he's just like, so like I was like 10 years old and followed them around the entire time and watched the Sanderson sisters turn into stone in the sky. I watched that happen. And we're just going to, that's just fine. Like we're not at all going to reference or mention the fact that 
Max or Allison or Danny or any of the original characters ever even here. We're just going to say that this random kid followed them around all night like a stalker, and he's important now. Um, and one of the other things, as this is one's a little more nitpicky, but still. There was the cat that's in the shop. They were inferring that to be Thackeray Binks from the original movie. They were inferring that genuinely. Like they said, someone asked, um, it might have been Kathy and Jimmy in an interview. They said, hey, is um, Thackeray Binks going to be in this movie like that character? And they said, sure, we're bringing him in in a fun new way. And then they just kind of were cryptic about it. And then they brought it in and it was like, he literally isn't the cat anymore. That yeah. was the conclusion of the first movie. This is supposed to be a sequel to Who. Um, it's his son. <laughs> it's his son. Oh my god! But then the fact that the witches just go along with it, like they come in and they're like, "Oh my gosh, it's the Binks boy." They're the one who put the curse on him. They know how the curse works. They know that after they died, he would be freed. They they knew that. Like, and they also dumbed down the witches. Winifred mm-hmm. seems much less smart in this movie. I know. They're all like, ditzy. I mean, like they don't. Like, they, don't. They, they made, for some reason, they made, they just kind of watered down Sarah. They made her just less of who Sarah is. And they watered down Winifred to the point where she just had, she didn't, she just didn't work anymore. And if you're going to make the sisters nice, and make them have a redemptive arc. The way that you ended this movie is great. I really enjoyed the ending. But the ending should have included the daughter or son, probably daughter. Daughter makes more sense. Of Max and Allison. Yes. And maybe you can add a new character to be friends with him. But like the person who should be running, who should have been running the shop instead of Gilbert should have been Danny. Danny should have been running mm-hmm. the shop and doing all that. They should have brought those characters. They completely disregarded those characters. They did completely disregard those characters. It makes no sense. And then you should have had Max and Allison's daughter and another friend be the main characters. Or another two friends. I don't care if you wanted a trio to be the people of that movie. My favorite part about that movie was the fact that the main girl was literally a witch. I was like, oh my gosh. I hate this. Which is why it should be Max and Allison's daughter. Because then I would be fine with it. And then it would make me happy. Mm -hmm. But then also... This is going to be an unpopular opinion just um, among it. Disney would have never done it, but they should have made this movie PG-13. I, I, I think that the first movie wasn't PG. The first movie should have been PG-13 just simply for innuendos and stuff like that. Or not, maybe not. It was, it was very, it was teetering on the edge, barely holding on by a thread. (laughs) Very, (laughs) yeah. It was it was there. It still could qualify for PG, but barely. So, like, I've I've listened to multiple reviews of the original movie and watched them, and they're like, um, so why do they keep going back to the fact that this kid is a virgin and just perseverating on it for the entire movie? I'm like, my I never really thought so about confused. it, but that's true. Um, my brother's like, hmm, I'm like, just ignore it, and they kept the joke in. The first one was very subtle. They'd say it just every once in a while. But the one joke in like the shop where they just kept. They see they should have kept up. the joke. The characters. The characters were the problem. They dumbed down the sisters. They, they didn't even care about the fact that the sisters had age, which you can't do anything about that. So 
like you could have worked it into the story, but I'm not going to be nitpicky about that. But the, this is the last thing I'll say about this movie so we can move on finally. But <laughs> they they talked about in all their interviews and everything, magazines, um, podcasts, YouTube, whatever, that there was um, this whole idea of fan service. Fan service was going to be a big deal in this film. It was all going to be about fan service. And then this movie came out and there was nearly zero fan service like i don't know what did they think was going to be fan servicey about this movie and this they probably thought been... they kept reusing the same jokes from the first one they did that was probably going to be they thought that was going to be nostalgic i guess but it made it not as funny you can't just reuse the same joke and you think make it's gonna have a, the same effect you do new jokes and you make it just as cheesy as the last movie and make it super fan servicey and awkward because that's what Hocus Pocus is. And you don't go to try and make it this masterpiece of the film, water down all the comedy, and just say this is Hocus Pocus 2 with none of the original characters that you know and love. Like the mayor when he's like screaming about this car. The mayor's apple. a whole nother problem. I- See, I can't yeah. even go. I can't even go but into this see, right now. I was happy with that. They were still able to get the Sanderson sisters, like the same actors for that. Like that's the something only that redeeming quality happy. of the entire movie. The because only redeeming every quality. single sequel of like a movie, you know, like all the movies that are like twenty years apart. Oh, they're yeah. not the same. It doesn't yes. look good. It seems stupid. So when they when they were able to get all three, it's it worked out a lot better. Definitely. I think that's a big thing is that they were able to get all three, and I think that's why it became popular. Yes. Okay. So now, finally, moving on from the hocus pocus tangent because I have strong opinions. Um, to just like some other movies that we like for Halloween time stuff, which is what we started off on. But Shay, is there any other films that you really like? Um, Halloween films or scary movies but how horror films but i know you don't really like those so i i mean yeah i mean i don't know i don't watch a lot of halloween films like i definitely love halloween town and i love the first hocus pocus apparently i'm gonna have to go back and finish the second hocus pocus and get on that um i don't see i don't know i i tried watching the quiet place even and i don't even like oh my gosh i can't even that it's so good. A Quiet Place. I is, turned it on. Quiet, I was like, ah. A Quiet Place is not only one thing. of my favorite, is not only my hands down favorite horror film out of the ones I've watched, which is a very little quantity, but it's just one of my favorite movies, period. It is a masterpiece. I love I A Quiet like, Place so yeah, much. But see, I just, I can't. Like, I've tried so hard to like horror movies. Like, I've never a been. A Quiet able Place to, like, 2 went a little bit more into the scariness. It's not nearly as good as the first one, but. It's there. Yeah, I've heard the part watching horror bad. movies. You'll get used to it. I don't like them, though. Like, I'm not... It, it just doesn't work for me. I can't do the it's, psychological stuff. Like, I can't do the stuff where, like, they go up in the attic and, like, the doll is, like, doing, like, constricting movements and it's really all in the person's no, head, no, but they no, don't no. know it. I can't... Like, stuff but, like that, I can't do that. I That will I keep me up at I love that type of stuff. But the stuff where it's <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this random anything. dude just came out of the bushes and is chasing these people around, and the acting's great, and the story's great, and the horror is not the main facet of the entire movie. I like that. Yeah. Or when it has, like, an underlying message. Like, I just watched a movie with my cousins while I was out of town called Last Night in Soho. 
and it has an underlying message um going against it it's about like um it's about like women's rights um last night in soho is it's definitely not a kid-friendly movie i only was allowed to watch it because a bunch of cousins who are adults were in the room with me but it was if very, a movie it, doesn't make you want to puke at the end of it, then was it even a good horror film? <laughs> no, but like it had a message. It had a plot behind it that was stronger than simply the horror. And that's yeah. if there are more for horror films with that, which I know there are, that's the kind of stuff I'm looking for. Okay. Let me go on this little rant for a second about horror film. So I am obsessed with Harry Styles, probably with every single other teenage girl in the world. Um and when I heard that he was in a movie, I might have, like, lost it a little bit. I was so excited. And then I thought it was a horror movie, and it kind of, like, ruined everything Don't worry, me. darling. It's not a horror movie. It's not very horror. It's it is a psychological <laughs> thriller. And I know that sounds like I'm just being nitpicky, but genuinely, like, Shay, there is a difference. Like, a very it large sounded, difference. sounded, like, very, like... Terrible. It sounded terrible, like very creepy and terrible. Oh my I've gosh! I watched. So no, not I've because of the characters it? and the plot. Not because of that, but because of the horror part of it. That's what made it sound terrible. Like if they just made it a regular love movie, that would have been amazing. But it, they the did. It, they awful. made it some psychological. Are you The writing creepy. is awful. Don't worry, darling. Not good. What wrote I was well, did not yeah. do well. I'm sorry. I was so excited. I thought it was going to be, I first, I thought it was going to be some, like, love story, and then I watched the trailer, and I'm like, absolutely not. I'm, like, so, I'm so excited to see that movie because of the idea behind it. Just, it's fascinating. If you're watching it with your mom, if you're watching it with your mom, be ready for some awkward moments. No, I've seen the trailers. I know what you're talking about. But, Jackson, (laughs) you said you don't like psychological type things. I said I don't like psychological horror. I really enjoy a a good psychological thriller. There, I I hate psychological horror. Psychological horror is it constricting his body to go into a room and eat three children, but it's really all in there. No, 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 Lexi, please don't, please don't, please don't, Lexi, stop. No, please I'm just kidding, I'm not gonna talk about my love for that movie. She was like 12, she was writing stories about it, and I'm like, stop. Yeah. I but, like love that's the that. that's the sort of stuff face. where I can't do that will get in my head and I can't sleep at night. But a psychological thriller is like, ooh, this guy is like following them around. Oh, and he's a murderer, and it's like spies, and it's like it's like secret government experiments and stuff. Like there's shady stuff going on in the background, and it may look a little bit creepy, but it's really not. Like, you would like the, the Watcher. That's the stuff that I it really just captivates me. Personally, I feel like it would have been a better storyline. I was like, a love story. Yeah. So, yeah, the only horror movie that I've seen, or the only couple horror movies I've seen, have been um, A Quiet Place, A Quiet Place 2, and Last Night in Soho. Um, That's literally it so far. I've just started getting into the ones that I've kind of wanted to start watching. The ones that I can actually stomach without not sleeping at night. Um, Don't come to me for <laughs> recommendations. I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Lexi is our resident horror film expert on this show right now. So I would like to actually just go to her now and let's see what some of her favorites are. 
and Lexi, do not go into ex really <laughs> in-depth detail about the movie It, because I'm pretty sure Shay and I both have clown phobia. I actually do. I don't know if she no, does. No, don't go into detail, phobia. please. Don't go into I won't, detail. I won't. Don't worry. I won't go into detail about any of them because I can't. <laughs> you guys would not be able to stomach them. <laughs> no, yeah. No, I understand that. But definitely not on a um p- podcast that's going to go onto the public interwebs. Um, yeah, we don't want Jackson to um get in trouble with the interwebs. Yeah, yeah. I will not. not get in trouble with the interwebs. I will be feel guilty for myself for putting it on the interwebs. It's- <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. but what are some of your favorite horror films? You're allowed to say it. Just don't go into detail. <laughs> I'm allowed to say the word. Good, good. <laughs> um. There's this one that isn't even a Halloween film. It is just a very psychological. Oh, it doesn't have to be a Halloween film. Just a horror film in general. Okay. Okay. It is called Midsummer or Midsummer. Oh my gosh. No. I'm not going into this today. Like, y'all, this entire episode, they've been saying words that are just like in my brain, like, oh, just like, oh, he knows this thing. Or, yeah, like, he doesn't know this thing or he likes this thing and just saying it. Like, it's just, like, just yeah. as if they have been stalking me. It's weird. <laughs> if you want to I don't want to watch sleep, it. My cousins, if you want to be able to sleep, don't watch I was with film. my cousins um, when we were about to watch Last Night in Soho. And they were talking about how they had seen some horror movies before. And they were literally went on and on about Midsommar. They were like... I couldn't sleep at night. And this lady's no. like literally 20, is like literally like 23. Okay, like, you guys know me. Like, I watch horror films all the time. I love it. That, I still will stay awake at night and think about that. Yeah, she's that like movie. a 23-year-old grown woman and she's like, yeah, I cannot sleep at night. Never watch that in your life. That movie ruined my entire life. <laughs> like, it was so good, but so bad. Like, it was like very well made. But the most eerie thing about it, and I'm not, don't worry, this isn't, like, weird. No, it, it's, it's that fine. everything is yeah. in the daytime. So it's not like, you know, every horror movie, it's, like, creepy it's because it's in at the daytime? night. Oh, it's all sunny with flowers and fields and white pretty dresses. It's gorgeous. You think that would make it less scary. Oh, it makes it so much more eerie. So it's about a cult, right? So, okay. like, yeah. yeah. So it's so eerie. And for some reason, the day it makes it more eerie that everything is in the daytime. I don't know how to explain. You just have to watch it, which you won't. But you just have to watch it. I'm, I'm to not really going to. Grasp. I'm never going to, unless literally someone holds me at gunpoint and says, "Watch this movie." I will never watch it. I'm not going to even go into detail, same. but I cannot look at bears the same way ever again. Like every well, time I see a bear, bears. I'm like. Please go into as much easy... detail as you can without getting gory. <laughs> so to, the yeah, let me try to find. Let me try to find like a really easy way to explain this without it being weird. So this like cult wants to basically end this girl's boyfriend's life. Okay. Okay. So they're all about torture. They're not going to get into it. I don't want to. I don't even want to think about it. But let's just say they gave him this like medicine. I'll say medicine, <laughs> so he can't move. So not narcotics he can't move but he's fully awake fully aware of everything that's going on they shove him into a bear suit Uh, it's a dead bear they shove him into it Mm. and light him on fire while he's alive and they all watch 
and they all in complete unison are laughing in the same at the same time in complete unison and that's like the end of the movie as rip headphone users because i just made a really <laughs> weird sound <laughs> but <laughs> it's so terrible and it's all in the day of course sunny beautiful sky like it's just so eerie like he just like he starts like screaming or something and they all mimic his screams at the same time but like in like a weird like singing tone (laughs) like so weird this is terrible it was very terrible yes does it have a happy ending Oh, no, it doesn't. Jackson, um, it's she, a horror movie. The main, horror the movies main have happy endings sometimes when the, the people no, escape so, and they stay alive. Like at the end of Halloween girl, Ends, I bet Jamie Lee Curtis survived. The main girl, Don't the you main dare character stays, stays in the cult because she feels like she's finally accepted there. So they kind of brainwash her to actually be the like the queen, the leader of this like cult. And the end is him dying and her, she's crying. And all of a sudden she just looks up and smiles. And that's literally the end of the whole. She's crying. Like, and then she looks movie. up and goes like, yes, and then that's the end. That's yes. terrifying. <laughs> that's terrible. That she's sounds like cloak. literally the closest thing like to satanic cloak. as possible. <laughs> she's like wearing this cloak full of like flowers and everything. <laughs> is it, is it a cult? Is it in, and is it in America? Like it does. No, it's in Switzerland. America? Switzerland. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Never. Y'all, Other things that are well, more tame that. than Midsommar. Um, yeah, I just wanted to really start it off. I want to say one, but I'm not going to. You definitely it. really started it off. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. I wanted to say another one, but I'm not going to because it's even more traumatizing than that. <laughs> as long as it isn't anything like very clearly explicit, you know what I mean? Yeah, then, no, I'm just yeah. going to say the title and that's it. You're going to laugh. Human Centipede sounds like the most dumbest movie you'd ever watch. It it actually is trauma, like trauma inducing. It's basically just a scientist that thinks he wants to sew a bunch of people together to make a big human centipede. And they're like, some of them are dead, some of them are alive. Wow, <laughs> you are, um, yeah. Wow. Anyway, I'm going to move on to more like <laughs> um, the the boy on netflix is very good it's way more tame it's on that. netflix yes it's good oh i wow. actually really liked that one it was actually it's good it's only pg-13 it's i'm not gonna watch it but... it's i liked it actually it was kind of interesting um i liked that one uh i've seen so many um favorite halloween movie though is nightmare for christmas very tame but that movie good movie very good i movie. love that movie I um, yeah, that movie and Coraline when I was three, those were my movies. Like that's what I would watch. <laughs> Coraline still scares me to this day. I never even I watched would the watch whole it. film. I watched, I watched it as a toddler. I watched barely half the film and was like, Nope, not watching anymore. It's so good. It's very interesting. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. You wonder why I like this. That's what I grew up on. <laughs> Literally Coraline and the, and the funny stuff. thing is, is that I feel like your family wasn't watching this stuff with y'all, with you. I I would watch it with my uncle. Ah, okay. Sorry, guys. There was a little bit of technical difficulties, but Lexi was talking about how she apparently watched um, animated horror, as in Coraline, with her uncle. So, um, yeah. Does your uncle just like horror movies, I guess? He loves horror movies. Like, I'm pretty sure he has, like, a bunch of tattoos about, like, horror movies. He's the reason I am the way I am. <laughs> Okay, then. 
Um, but yeah. Shay, what is your favorite Halloween movie? Do you think? I've told you. I knew I really it. like. I said Halloween Town. Oh, the movie oh, series. You did say that. Sorry, I'm being and repetitive. Hocus yeah. We 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 had a whole rant about that. We had a, we did have a whole rant about Hocus Pocus, and we will talk about Hocus Pocus more on this show. I promise you. Because yeah, I just special episode about that. Yeah, I have strong just advice. about hocus pocus. No, yes, yes, just about hocus pocus. Um, but now that we've kind of talked about movies and stuff like that, but now kind of more into um stuff that we d- do around this time. That's like haunted houses. Um, I was gonna say like haunted hayride, but I don't know how many people do that. I don't know if that's just haunted a southern hayride. thing. But- have you ever heard of a haunted hayride before? I've never been on a haunted hayride in my entire I haven't. Life. I've never been on one, but I've, I've heard, heard of, like, of them. But I've heard of them. I've never been, but I've always heard. I want to go in a corn maze at night and like pay someone to chase me in them, so I can feel like I'm in those horror movies. <laughs> like, no, that is the no. thing. That is the thing. I can tell you. I, I want to do it. I want to do it so bad. Like it sounds so fun. Anyways, um. Like in terms of what stuff, kind of stuff have you all done before and like special events like that? Have any have you ever done like a haunted house or um haunted hayride or something? Shay said that she did that one thing and we told you about landfall, um in that neighborhood. But like other than that, have any of y'all done anything? Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, like I've done parties and stuff. But I haven't ever done like a haunted hayride because this is a really good topic because. Like I said, like my family, well, like my brother is going to Carowinds next week and he has a baseball tournament up there near Carowinds and they were going to do the haunted stuff and it like looked terrible. So they're not going to go, but I was going to go, but I decided that it was too creepy for me. Um, What did I say? I've done Halloween parties and then one time my friend had a party. It was so cool. So, like, you can hire people to come and do, like, a murder mystery. They're, like, actors. I've and always do wanted to do that. That's so at their, awesome. At, the, yes. at your party. So, the whole party is, like, a, mis- a murder mystery theme. And then people will, like, the actors will come. And there's a whole plot and storyline. And you have to figure out who the murderer is. And yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yes. I've always wanted to do that. That sounds incredibly See, awesome. I like murder mysteries. I just don't like horror. Yes. See, what a murder mystery, like a real, like good murder mystery that's like not really super comedic or anything. That's a psychological thriller usually. That would follow under psychological thriller. If you have like, um, like a more of a serious themed sort of murder mystery where there's a murderer around you and you don't know who it is, that's a psychological thriller. That's not horror though. Like you know what I mean? I would be, I would be the murderer in any psychological horror. <laughs> Amen. The dumb one that tries to be like, maybe he's nice and he's <laughs> a redemption arc, and then I get killed because, yeah, I mean, yeah, about that. <laughs> but, anyways, um, you all know about this, but the listeners don't. Um, every year in my house, we have um, not in my house, not in my entire you. I'm rambling now. <laughs> there is this thing that my church does every year called the pumpkin hunt, which is really fun, and I do do that every mm-hmm. year. So that's always really fun. It's like a citywide scavenger hunt slash escape room type thing. Um, but I always do that. And 
as I said previously, uh, in my family, we hold, I and not we hold, I hold Halloween as kind of the beginning of the holiday season. And in my family, we are Christmas fanatics. So in our family, October 1st, it is okay to occasionally listen to Christmas music after October 1st. In our Before. before I listen to it all year round, like, bruh. Like, we we would, but we don't want to get sick of it. So after October 1st in our family, we're like, um, a Christmas music is appropriate sometimes. And then after November 1st, it's like every single time we get in the car. So There's this one Christmas song I will listen to literally every single day. It, it is called Christmas Evil, and I will listen to it every single day. It is a K-pop song, but it is a Christmas song, and it is so good i Lexi's first k-pop tangent on the podcast wow <laughs> and it won't be the last <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not gonna get into it but it's very good i oh, it's <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> um but i mean i guess i'm trying to think of what else um i had planned to talk about but i think that actually might um wrap us up unless i actually do have one more question because we didn't really get um finished with this topic before our time ran out. Um, like the way this works on Zoom is I forgot to tell you about. I record this all on Zoom. So the way this works is that um after forty minutes it makes me shut off the recording and start a new recording. So that's the reason all of these um recordings stop and then seem to pick up at random times. Um, yeah. because that's how Zoom works. But. Lexi, tell us what you um didn't like about Don't Worry, Darling, because I thought that was very interesting. That'll wrap us up for today, I think. Okay, let me <laughs> let me try to shorten this up because I have so much to say about this film. I wanted to see it because Harry Styles was in it. And you don't I have to Harry shorten Styles. anything because I feel like it won't take <laughs> half an hour, but just you can well, just talk about not. it. Yeah. But I wanted to see it because Harry Styles was in it, and I'm not really as obsessed with Harry Styles as I once was. Um, but at the time when I, it was about to come out, like a year ago, whenever I saw the commercial, I was super excited about it. It looked really interesting. The plot is there. Like, it, it's not that the plot wasn't good because it was. The plot sounds incredibly interesting to me. Like, it, it is interesting. interesting. It definitely is. And I'm all for Harry being like a bad guy, like type of psycho vibe. Oh, you know, I'm in, like, <laughs> I'm into that stuff. Like, I, I liked that. But first of all, Olivia Wilde is just not like experienced when it comes to directing like i'm sorry <laughs> i i have to say it it, it shows. you don't like, think it was a well-directed film really the director's fault it was olivia wilde's fault like so you're saying florence Pugh and harry styles and like chris pine their roles were all fun, were all great and fine <sighs> yes but her writing made their character just so like one-dimensional like was it her writing or did somebody else write it no, it was, it was, like, I'm pretty sure she had helpers, but she was the writer, like, the director. That is like, so surprising it, to me. I thought this was going to be, like, literally, like, an Oscar-nominated, like, film. Oh, if you look up reviews, a lot of people agree with me. Like, it, it just was very disappointing. Like, Harry's character was good, but, like, it just randomly would go from he's nice to he's bad, which I usually like, but I more like the fade like slowly it starts you start seeing yeah, a little like bit here kind of. yeah. a little bit there it just goes from zero to 100 so fast and then gets so boring in the middle like it, it mm -hmm. they just couldn't find a balance of where to put things but like the actors they got amazing actors for it which you would think would make up for it but 
there's just so much you can do with that writing. Like, uh, and also Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles broke up while the filming was taking place. Oh, they that did obviously it? took a toll. I did not know that oh, was the thing. They had like rumors of being engaged, being like having a baby, living together. I'm pretty sure they did live together. Um, they just recently have broken up, and you could see it like. I thought it Olivia has- Wilde. I didn't like. I don't know who Olivia Wilde is, but imagining Olivia Wilde, I always imagined like um a woman that's like in her fifties for some reason. So that was- she, she's she's ten years older than him. Oh, so she's like forty five. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, she's <laughs> pretty old. Um, <laughs> and he's pretty not that old. <laughs> um, well, probably older than you think he is. Um, he's twenty eight. Are you serious? Yeah, he's not even twenty eight or twenty nine. I'm pretty sure. I thought he though. was like like thirty or older, but no, well, yeah. Like, oh, thinking okay. about think about it, like earlier two thousands, two thousand fifteen, he was a teenager in One Direction. I didn't think mm-hmm. about that, but also a lot of the time Hollywood likes to pretend like people people that are like actually like twenty two or sixteen. Hollywood does that a lot. True. So um. True. Harry Styles was sixteen when One Direction started. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, it just was kind of disappointing. It it wasn't like the worst written movie I've ever seen. It just it from the trailer, it looked so good in the trailer that it was kind of disappointing. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna go see it. I'm very excited to see it. But um, you should, and maybe you'll like it more than I did. I don't know, but you also me and you kind of like critiquing movies, so I feel like you might very have- strong opinions on things mm-hmm. that don't matter. I think um, you might understand. Yeah. After you see it. But, but no. I probably, but thank you all for coming on the show. I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Um, thank you all so much for coming on. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you all for listening. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, one quick thing before we start today's theory. Um, I refer to something here called the DCU, which stands for Disney Connected Universe. We actually won't talk about that until um, next episode's theory, but I just got a little mixed up, and I'm recovering from a bit of a cold, so my voice is a little hoarse. Okay, enjoy. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the show. Today, as I said, we're going to take a break from our series where we are currently explaining gods and Disney lore, and talk about something different for this Halloween special. I thought for a long time what I wanted this theory to be about, and just couldn't seem to find anything until I remembered a film that I had overlooked, The Nightmare Before Christmas. So in honor of Halloween ringing in the holiday season, today that is what we will be discussing. In the film, we are introduced to a world where the holidays are personified into their own sort of pocket dimensions, connected to each other by a series of doors. My question is, where did the Halloween Town, Christmas Town, and the rest of these holiday lands come from? They couldn't have always existed, because there was a time when holidays simply didn't exist. The holidays are dates we chose to mark a celebration or honor a person or event. Then from there, we created them into what they are today. The interesting thing about Halloween Town, though, specifically, is that it isn't only the personification of Halloween, but also the place where all the creepy figments of the human imagination come from any time of year. And if that wasn't enough, it also serves as its own mini-afterlife. If we assume this is part of the DCU, 
What factors attribute to who comes to Halloween Town and who goes to another afterlife, such as the Underworld? Well, that is another theory for another time, but for today. Starting off, where did the Holiday Towns come from? Well, when I was first formulating this theory, I was attempting to think of other Disney films that held prominent or really any similarity to The Nightmare Before Christmas, and what I found really surprised me. What other Disney film has doors that lead into their own little pocket dimensions? What other Disney film holds a female lead that has a vision warning of what may happen in the future? What other Disney film has a seemingly sentient force attempting to teach a lesson through struggle? Well, Encanto has all of these things. I know it's a stretch, but go with me here. Each of the doors in Casita, just like the holiday doors, lead into their own little pocket dimensions. Sure, the ones featured in Nightmare Before Christmas are larger, even much larger, but Antonio's room, for example, has no cure limit. It seems to go on indefinitely into some sort of forest. In the interest of my second point, Mirabelle, same as Sally, has a vision at the beginning of the film. Sally's vision, in the form of the flower she picks up that turns to a Christmas tree and then proceeds to burn in her hands. Mirabelle's vision comes in the form of seeing Casita cracking after waiting on a miracle, only for these cracks to have disappeared by the point she brings the family to see them. My third point can most likely be a theory on its own, but I think that in Encanto, the miracle is a sentient force, possibly one and the same with Casita. This is important because I think over the holiday world, there is a sentient force as well. When Jack finds the door to Christmastown, he turns his back to it and nearly walks away, before some sort of winter wind physically pulls him through. I think that this isn't any coincidence, but premeditated action. Something wanted him to enter Christmastown. And if that isn't enough proof, later in the film, Sally is given her vision. There's no previously or after-mentioned abilities that she has, so what other explanation could be given than the fact that something outside of her control gave her the vision? I think that both of these forces, whatever they may be in both films, are attempting to teach a lesson. If Casita hadn't cracked and the original miracle hadn't died, no one in the film would have had any reconciliation with their problems, and if Jack had never found Christmas Town, he would have never found Sally or his place in the world, and Oogie Boogie would have continued to operate unchecked. So now that we have that out of the way, let's tackle how these similarities help us define the origin of the holiday worlds. If we agree we can use Encanto as a reference point, then let's see how they obtained their miracle. We actually do get to see this depicted in the number Dos Oreguitas. After Pedro is killed, Abuela Alma is seen crying in the river. From here, the candle illuminates in golden sparks of magic, and the Encanto begins to appear. What I took from this is that it was her love and grief that was the cause for the Encanto. Whether it was a gift from some outside force, I think it was, or just simply a manifestation of her love, Abuela Alma's love and struggle was undeniably the cause in some facet of the miracle. How does this help us on the front of Nightmare Before Christmas? Well, while Encanto's miracle is more of a gift, the holiday towns of Nightmare Before Christmas seem to be a manifestation, but of the same cause. This is how I see that the holiday towns came to be. If we assume that the miracle of Encanto and the power over the holiday towns of Nightmare Before Christmas are similar, if not the same sort of magic, then each of the towns behind the doors come from the specific hearts and minds of humans, same as how each of the rooms are catered to the gifts and personalities of the characters in Encanto. This makes perfect sense, given the fact that, as I said earlier, the holidays are a construct made by us humans that we love and give any form of gravity to.
This sort of blessing or miracle seems to respond to the love and feelings of people. The answer is humans created the holiday towns. The power of belief, as much as love, is stressed in Disney films. The belief in things we've never truly seen. This is where they came from. That's why the miracle of the holiday towns of Nightmare Before Christmas came to be. The love of humans for these days, the joy that they bring, the hearts of humans sparked a miracle that resulted in the holiday world. Now the question of what that magic force is, that sentient power warning Sally and playing with Jack, well that we are going to have to save for another day. But to wrap up this theory, sometimes the question of what could exist beyond, what we can't reach, gives us a sort of hope. The idea of ghosts, the monster under the bed, the boogeyman casting a spell through the night, or a magic man in a red suit and hat that delivers presents on Christmas Eve. This is why the holiday towns exist in the Disney universe. Because deep down inside, we all want them to. We all want to believe that the fantasies of our childhood live somewhere, waiting in the wings for the times we need them most, when we feel the magic is gone. That quiet wish that humans made created the magic, the miracle, responsible for the holiday world of Nightmare Before Christmas. That's going to do it for today's theory, but what I'll leave you with is this. In our world, too, it's the love and joy in our hearts that make the holidays so magical. So keep that in mind as we enter the most magical time of year, and maybe spread some of that magic around to the people you love. Thank you for listening. Now on with the show. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you all for listening. As always, make sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you haven't already, subscribe if you like what you hear. Thanks again for listening. Have a magical day, great and beautiful tomorrow, and a happy Halloween to infinity and beyond. So hurry back, we would like your company.